Maybe don't know. Maybe don't know. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 45 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by powercompanyclimbing.com. Every time you listen, that's who it's brought to you by. You know why? Because we don't need sponsors. We don't want them. You guys have stepped up. You've become patrons. You guys are helping us keep this thing sponsor-free, and I appreciate that a ton, frankly. And I've, you know, all of you hardcore listeners may realize that I've dropped back to sort of a normal pace instead of my normal frantic, manic, put out episodes at breakneck speed. Um, So we're back to about three a month. And that's because we've been working on the new We Scream Like Eagles podcast, which is something that the patrons get. If you're interested in checking that out for as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast, but I'm not going to beat you over the head with that right now. Um, I've also been working on an episode that I'm pretty excited about that you'll be getting next after this one, which is a multi-part episode with my good friend Angie Payne, and we're talking about pressure. Uh, We both went to the World Cup Uh, in Vail, and I ambushed people with my microphone and talked to them about pressure. People like Alex Puccio and Jan Hoyer and Yanya Garnbrett and Shauna Coxie and Brooke Rabatou and Megan Martin and so on and so on and so on. And meanwhile, Angie took photos of the the emotion uh, that these pressurized situations tend to bring out of these competitors. And, and she got some really, really great stuff. And, and then Angie and I sat down and discussed pressure, discussed her photos, discussed the comments of the competitors that we got. Uh, you'll hear those clips. You'll see the photos on the website. And I think that's going to be something different and uh, really cool for you guys to look at. So um, you'll get that next. So I'm going to go ahead and move on here. A couple of quick pieces of business. Number one, we're still looking for that 100 reviews in 2017. We've got 88. That means 12 of you who have iPhones. Uh, Sorry, Googlers with your Androids. I don't don't know what Google's deal is. They, They don't support reviewing. Sorry about that. Um, But those of you with iPhones can go and review us on Apple Podcasts. You just go to your podcast app. You click on My Podcasts. You then search for the Power Company Podcast. Click on our logo, and it will then be self-explanatory how to leave a review, I believe. And and we would love to to hear what you guys have to say, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whatever. I do want to highlight one. Uh, that came in in May. Uh, This one's so good, I just really wanted to try and read it. Um, It's from AKW555. The title is So Good, So Strong. He says, 
The content offered by Chris and Company is as good as it gets in the climbing training realm. Such high-quality juice has inherent cost to produce, but O-Dub giveth thine community thy knowledge for free. Download, listen, become enlightened, get strong, send, send, sot, write a review, sot, 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 it's time to build. How'd I do, AKW555? Um... Thank you for writing that review. It, it's really fun to read those things. I do want to jump into this thing. I don't want to keep you guys too long. Uh, we've got a few events coming up, which I will tell you more about on the way out of this thing. So if you're interested in coming out to workshops or coming to see us, you can hear about it at the end. Um, I'm going to jump right into this thing with Jason Kale. Uh, I sat down with Jason in Waco this past winter um, at his house, actually, and and we talked about sort of a nebulous, you know, idea to discuss, which is creativity and climbing and how it affects his climbing and his shaping and and how he rolls all of these things, his you know, his brand, his crypto child brand into his entire life. And I, I think it's really, really interesting what he's done and what he's accomplished. And uh, I'll just let Jason tell you the rest. I mean, that's what I like to do. I like to, you know, know when to turn it on, know when to relax, um, and know when to get aggressive. For me, I have to try hard to succeed, you know. We can get to West at all. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So, and I kind of felt like, you know, once I went to East and went to the Spur and kind of had a few days where we were climbing mm -hmm. things that I could do really quickly, mm -hmm. it was like, I don't know how often I'm going to get back here. Yeah, yeah, you got to pick rather, your battles. rather and... just for my first trip mm -hmm. here, pick stuff on North that I could yeah. have fun oh, doing smart. and spend time on if I want to or not. There's too know? much, yeah. So, you yeah, get trapped so in a project and you have to keep going back there and <laughs> yeah, yeah, get, no find doubt. your tour to get there. And yeah, it's epic. Were you ever the kind of guy that projected things that were already established? Yeah, for sure. But... uh there's just so much stuff to do in Waco that's not established. Yeah. And in the big picture, like that's how I would want to be remembered is by, you know, look, oh, here are the, all the climbs that Jason put up. Like yeah. I could easily be distracted by all that other sure. stuff, you know, but I have a limited amount of time here, a limited amount of skin, and I just want to find and put up the coolest stuff I can, I can do. Yeah. I mean, everyone can repeat stuff, so. Yeah. How much time have you spent repeating things in Waco? Or has it pretty much always been? I mean, a decent been? amount. No, I mean, a decent amount. Like, I've, I've been, I mean, I started climbing here in, like, 96 or something, so. Oh, I mean, yeah, you've been here a while then. I don't think I started really searching out first ascents until probably, like, I don't know, eight years ago or so. Yeah, that's cool, because I was... You know, this is my first time here, so I'm mm -hmm. just repeating things. Mm -hmm. But just the other day, we were over mm -hmm. in an area working on something with Annalisa, and I started looking at this aret and was like, oh, mm -hmm. there are really cool holds here. I wonder if mm -hmm. anyone's ever done this. Yeah. You know, it's right next to a, mm -hmm. a very well-traveled area. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't imagine no one's mm -hmm. ever looked at this. But 
you never know. Well, yeah, a lot of times people just go to the classics. Right, exactly. And there are, like, a lot of those problems, uh, you know, when you go to the area and you're just bored because you've done all the stuff at the area, and then you start looking around, and you're like, what's this, what's this? And I definitely put up some random stuff, like, around Bush League and stuff like that, just because I was there, and... I didn't want to do the same thing over and over again. And I saw new holds and they were cool. And yeah. Yeah. Do you ever, when you go out, do you do like eliminate things as well or really so contrive much. things just to be climbing something different? Not so much. No. You I mean, for if, the line. Not, yeah, not so much. No. Are you more yeah. drawn to what the climb looks like when you stand back from it and look at it as opposed to, to movement? just the movement? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it has to be a whole, you know, like the climb has, it can't yeah. be like really cool movement and then it just is absolutely just Looks like shit. Like yeah. I wouldn't be as psyched, but yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I kind of want to talk to you about, you know, the whole package of creativity, like how mm-hmm. you've blended all these parts of your, yeah. your, your creative life into climbing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that, you know, I... I feel really close to because I've tried to blend other parts of my life mm-hmm. that that could be, you know, totally separate from climbing. Yeah. Uh, tried to blend it with climbing mm-hmm. in a creative way, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think yeah. it's really interesting, and I know that you're also, you know, really interested in progression as well, both mm-hmm. both physically climbing harder boulders and just pushing into new new realms whether mm-hmm. that's headspace yeah. or you know creativity or whatever mm-hmm. and i i was listening to the chalk talk podcast oh, okay. you did yeah. with john and you mentioned that that you thought it was important to get stronger because it opens up more doors and you see things differently mm-hmm. and and i thought that was was a really interesting way to look at it because a lot of creative people completely take out the the training, getting stronger aspect of climbing Mm -hmm. and what that could mean to their creativity. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. But let's, let's back up. And, you know, when you were a kid, did you, were you involved in sports at all? Uh, A little, you know, growing up suburban America, you kind of get into all the, you know, baseball, soccer, all that kind of stuff. Um, But then as I got older, I found that I really wasn't into the team team sports at yeah. all. It just, yeah, it was a put off, you know. You could never really shine as yourself, you know. Sure. Um, and I think that's when I got involved in, like, more personal sports, like karate I was really into and mm-hmm. uh, and then climbing. Um, and that was why I liked climbing because at the time there were no coaches. Like, right. there was no one telling you what to do. You kind of had to piece it together yourself. Yep. Yeah, and I, I was just looking at a study the other night. Um, I actually heard about it on a podcast and then looked at the study a little bit that uh, being involved in organized sports as a kid actually reduces creativity off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there could be several ways to draw correlations to that, mm-hmm. but, but they also studied kids who were involved in um, non-organized sports, more like martial arts mm-hmm. or rock climbing, skateboarding, things yeah. like that. And those kids were the 
were far more creative mm-hmm. than the organized the kids involved yeah, in organized sports for sure so i was just curious about your sports background. yeah i think you're waiting a lot of times on on the team sports you're waiting for someone to tell you what to do yeah and exactly if you're doing your own thing you have to be creative you yeah. know especially like something like skateboarding or something like that where you know you're the one in control and you're like okay what can i do now mm-hmm. to keep pushing myself and keep trying something new and keeping psyched yeah I worry about that with with training for climbing. You know, mm-hmm. it's how I'm making my living now, mm-hmm. and and I don't. I see many many people thinking of training just as hangboard, campus, mm-hmm. weightlift, very physical things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's a more creative aspect to it that needs to be fostered. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just interested in picking your brain with that. How much do you think creativity plays into your outdoor climbing? Um. A lot. Like, I mean, that's what I like about it, you know, like first finding the line and then, you know, even believing that it's possible. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, you start at the base and you're just trying to like figure out any possible way to get up it. And, you know, just having the belief that you're going to find the way, because sometimes you'll go to the same thing over and over and you cannot figure it out. But it's when you stop trying, you know, then it's over but you come up with one tiny thing you're like what else like rack your brain what else could I possibly do different you know you're looking at it and you're like I've tried absolutely everything like this can't be done and then you like change your one foot like you know to the right two inches and everything opens up yeah so I think just having that patience I think that's a huge deal of you know being patient and you know continuing to like be like okay there there has to be some minute mm-hmm. little thing that I can change and, and that's all that could make all the difference. Yeah. And I think that's part of creativity too. Mm-hmm. I mean, creating art is a similar thing. Yeah. You know, it's not like you just, you know, look at a block of foam when you're shaping mm-hmm. and instantly the the perfect hold comes out. You mm-hmm. really have to be patient with it and, and let yeah. things happen. And, and a lot of times it's that small thing that makes it all happen. And, you know, yeah, if you don't have the time to see that or, yeah, it's like people think, okay, I want to do a really cool hold, but it has to be like so different than everything else. Right. It can be different, but because of one tiny little thing. Yep. So, and I think that's why, you know, certain holds are more accepted, you know, because they're simple, not Mm -hmm. because they're outrageous. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, even when they, like we were talking about your pipes just a few minutes Mm -hmm. ago when we were looking at your home wall here those look so different than every other hold mm-hmm. that's out there but still you're you're holding them much the same as you mm-hmm. would you know a, a climbing hold outside for sure um but i th- i think they help to expand your mind a little bit because mm-hmm. you start using them in different ways than mm-hmm. than you than you would a normal hold if it's a yeah. sloper you're just like oh, i'm going to grab it like a sloper mm-hmm. but these things let you go oh i'm not sure how to grab that let me mm-hmm. play with it a little bit yeah, I mean, it just takes that whole, you know, organic concept of a hold mm-hmm. and simplifies it in this, you know, non-organic shape that's yeah. very symmetrical. Um, I mean, you could look at each hold and see the same thing in other holds, but it, this is just, you know, refined into this, you know, one single concept. Mm-hmm. Do you take that, you know, almost non-organic um, approach to other 
seemingly organic things. I mean, I think some of it we can see, mm-hmm. like your climbing videos are very much, mm-hmm. you know, different than the norm, even yeah. though they're still showcasing rock climbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, have you always taken that approach to things? Yeah. I think because I'm bored with everything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's your choice what you show people. Like, you don't have to go do a first ascent and then post the uncut footage of your first ascent. Like, right. to me, that's super boring. So I have a choice. What can I do differently? Mm-hmm. I have an audience. What can I show them? Um, and so, yeah, the whole thing just ends up working out. Yeah. How much do you, when you're going out to, you know, work on something, do you always take the video camera? Uh, not necessarily. Um, usually if it's something that I know, okay, like I'd, I'd love to, you know, put this in a video or something, I'll take the camera. But like uh, there's that problem. The first problem is in the video, this echo chamber. Like yep. I put up four lines on that boulder mm-hmm. and I didn't take the camera out once and didn't sh- shoot any of them. Um, and then we went out and shot the, the standard line for the video. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's different. Like I, I want to climb with friends sometimes and I don't want to bring that part of it with me, you know, yep. I don't want to be like, yo, let, let, hold on, let me, uh, set up the shot, you know, like, right, right. I just want to go out and climb. So sometimes I just go out and climb or other times I go out like, you know, tomorrow I'm going to go out with Andy Wickstrom and we're going to try and get some like fill in shots. So we're going out specifically to get some shots, you know, yep, yep. and probably won't focus on climbing that much. Yeah. And I, I think what I'm really interested in there is that it's, you know, no matter what you're doing, if you're going out climbing with friends, looking at new things, you're bringing your creativity to it. But then you also come back to these things and and approach them in a really creative way. However, some people could definitely, and I've heard people say this, and I'm not in agreement necessarily, mm-hmm. but but filming the, all the things you do, you know, sort of takes away from the experience or something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. like it's n- this non-esoteric, non-organic mm-hmm. way to approach mm-hmm. climbing, and it makes it this, I don't know, stale thing mm-hmm. instead of this bright creative thing but i don't i don't think that i agree with that Mm -hmm. and and i can't imagine that you do either because Mm -hmm. you release these great videos yeah i think it depends on you know what you're into and you know what your end goal is like a lot of people use climbing as a release they just want to go out and climb and you Mm -hmm. know release the stress and and that's it and you're like oh why you gotta bring your camera out you know those type of guys right right but uh, at the same time it's like a lot of things that I'm shooting and climbing, I think they're so amazing when I find them that I want to, you know, showcase them, share them with the world. And, uh, you know, a lot of times in the past, like when it wasn't as acceptable, like, you know, to have a video camera, like there's right. a sense I've done where I'm like, wow, I wish I, wish I really would have had a camera then, like, you know, soloing the fly, for instance. Right. I got photos taken. This guy came out and he took photos. Yep. And I'm like, I remember the moment and I remember how intense it was. And I'm like, wow, I wish I would have like filmed that. Like it would have been so different than just these, yep. you know, stale still photos. Right, right. Something that happened. Yeah, uh, it's interesting how we progressively as we get older and as we climb mm-hmm. more and more and, and things are changing around us, you know, that we think back and wish we would have done mm-hmm. something differently. 
even though the the process in the moment is such an important part of it, mm-hmm. you know, the accomplishment. Can, yeah, yeah we can still look back and be like, oh, I wish I would have done this different. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that all the time. I wish I would have had a video camera for things I did. Yeah, eons ago. Mm-hmm. You know, where does your inspiration for these videos come from? Do you um, do you have these ideas in mind even before you find problems, or do they no. grow with the problem? Yeah, just you know, going out and thinking about them. Um, sometimes, you know, I have a concept in mind, but mm-hmm. like like right now I'm trying to make this video and I've got like three or four problems filmed and that's all I have filmed. It's just, you know, I went out there, I put the camera there and then after I send, I get some other angles, but I have no filler material, I have no story, I have no nothing. Right. And so a lot of times I'll, I'll go out, you know, and just try and think about it while I'm out there, you know, and I'll cu- I'll come up with something that kind of just like brainstorming, you know, while mm-hmm. you're out there, and and a lot of times I don't know I'll, I'll like come up with it as I'm doing it or as I'm going through the process of making the video. So I would find it pretty stressful to like you know go go shoot a video like and shoot it in like one week or something because a lot of times I'll be like, okay, I want to go get this shot and that'll make, you know, all this work together and make sense. And so a lot of the videos in the past, like I've had the opportunity to be like, okay, let's, you know, let's go back and get this shot. And once you've figured out the story, fill out the story and then make the whole thing seem make like it makes more sense. Um, But yeah, it's, it's hard, especially my track record you know i'm like okay i gotta come up with a creative yeah. video yeah it's gotta be cool it's gotta be different than the last one um so there's a little pressure there but i think that's what makes it fun you know yeah and I, you know what i think you'd put that pressure on yourself <clears throat> yeah, yeah even if mm-hmm. you know i think that's just what creative people do they want to mm-hmm. top their last project yeah you know? well you need that pressure to be yeah to be more creative yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know that uh, what you're just talking about finding the story later sort of explains something to me that i didn't even realize needed explaining mm-hmm. um i was sitting with martina your wife when you were doing your presentation mm-hmm. at the rock ranch for the rodeo yeah and the video for it might be count to six and die mm-hmm. is that right yeah is that the one that you threw your little wobbler on oh no was that seven? that was the end the end yeah, right yeah. right right well <laughs> when you fell off and you through the <laughs> tantrum martina turned to me and was like this is real this really happened you <laughs> nice. know and there's like the the moment where you can just see her eyes right above her nose uh-huh. and you see her eyes and she's staring at the camera like oh god what's happening you know yeah. and you're throwing shoes and yeah <laughs> you know did you watch that footage later and then come back and film the the shoes the shoes yeah well at the headquarters yeah and all that. i mean i watched the footage footage and it was just so ridiculous that i was freaking <laughs> out and her reaction was so funny and just how the one shoe hit the wall and dropped down to the ground and the other shoe just went out of frame yeah uh yeah it's just you know a way to poke fun at, at myself i guess yeah. and you know we all have a wobbler here or there For but sure. uh yeah, I just wanted to, you know, poke fun at the fact and, you know, I'm a real person. Like, I freak out, like, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we yeah we just went back and got those 
those uh, shots of the of the office. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. I think it's good to not take yourself super seriously, yeah. you know, and yeah. and I think we can all come across as really serious mm-hmm. about what we are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those lighthearted moments like that are really important to have. Yeah, you know, do you do you ever worry that people think you're all about like just darkness and yeah i mean i don't worry but yeah there are people that think that um i mean there's people that think all kind of things you know sure you go in the gym and you fall off a v5 and they're like yo that dude he just fell on a v5 and he's he's jason kale like what's you know you're like okay everyone falls on a v5 sometime in their life like uh no so i don't really you know i i when i meet someone i assume they know nothing Gotcha. I don't walk into a climbing area and be like, yo, yo, grab me your pizza, yo, like I'm Jason <laughs> Kale. Uh, you know, I assume you know nothing. Every time I meet someone, I assume they know nothing. Yep. I don't assume anyone knows who I am. I don't care if anyone knows who I am. Yep. Um, so I take everything, you know, at a base level of, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Jason. Like, who sure. are you? Who am I? Like, sure. But yeah. you know you have an audience out oh, there. Oh, sure, you know, sure. You know people pay attention. And it's weird, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's weird. Uh, yeah, but so I, I try to think about it, and I try to treat everyone equally, and yeah, and just do your own thing. And yeah, if someone is psyched on me for whatever reason, maybe they saw a cool video, then then that's awesome. And if if they're open enough to like talk about it with me, that's even cooler, you know, because yep. sometimes people will be like, "Oh, yo, there's Jason Kale," and then they won't even like say hello to me. Right, right. And I'm like, well, what was that all about? You know, yep. like. Sure, I don't. I don't know who you are, but if you walked up to me and introduced yourself, I would. I would be psyched to meet you too. You know. Yeah, totally, totally. And yeah. you have you have no idea how many times I've been challenged to rap battles mm-hmm. at like oh, random nice. moments at nice. climbing festivals or out at the nice. boulders. You know, uh-huh. and I'm like, really? That's not what I'm here to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's always funny. Yeah. You know, it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's the, that's the cool thing is you know they mm-hmm. are psyched. Yeah. So why not play along with it? Yeah, and everyone exactly. has fun, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What, uh, you know, how do you take your, let's talk about how your hold shaping goes along with your outdoor climbing, because I think it must, you know. It does and it doesn't, because, you know, for a while there, I only climbed outdoors and I was still shaping a lot. Right. And I think that's really interesting Um, that now you're into building and designing gyms for, you know, for clients, big clients Mm -hmm. and and your hold shaping. Yeah. But you're definitely far more known as an outdoor climber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. I think, I mean, just, I think just my perspective is like I'm always looking for something that is interesting to me. So when I'm hiking around, you know, looking for new problems, I'm not only looking for new problems because, you know, that's all I want to do. It's, you know, I look for amazing features. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's, like, next to the ground, I'm like, wow, like, this is amazing rock feature that Waco, you know, has created. Um, so, yeah, I'm always on the lookout for things like that, even, you know, around town or whatever at the grocery store. I'm always looking for something like that. Um, and I don't know, when I when I am, you know, when I am climbing indoors, and I am setting, and I am shaping, I find that everything just w- is working easier. Yeah. You know, like this well-oiled machine. And when I'm not, it's a little tougher. You know, Do you find that your outdoor climbing is changing while you're shaping? Uh, No, but I just feel more connected if I'm climbing indoors. 
and shaping or setting because when I'm setting, you know, you have this understanding of what you're looking for because you're mm-hmm. always reaching for holds that you like. So in your mind, you're like, okay, I like this, I like that, I like that. And then when you're shaping, it's easier to recreate that or just understand what you like. Um, and yeah, the outdoor stuff, it's, I mean, I guess, you know, the shapes organically, you know, I'm always looking for that. So I guess that is connected, but I mean, a lot of my, a lot of my shapes, I don't know, they are organic, but at the same time, they're exaggerated to the point where, you know, you probably sure. wouldn't see it, but that's what makes them fun. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah and I think it should be, you know, I mm-hmm. don't, I definitely came up in a time similar to you yeah. where all the holds were yeah. meant to resemble Rocks, real rock. And they were all brown and you couldn't yeah. see them on the wall. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, that's not what we're indoors for. No. You I know, mean, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. And, and it's a business that you're trying to sell to the general public if you're mm-hmm. a gym owner. So. Yeah. And you can. So like, you know, why not make it more fun and yeah. more creative and you can do anything you want indoors really. Yeah. Do you uh, try to keep your, like you have some designs that are really, really fun and out there way outside the box. Mm-hmm. Do you try to make those usable like for serious climbers as well? Or are those more just let's keep it. Oh, really as far fun. as climbing holds. Yeah. Um, well, yes and no. Like a lot of, a lot of shapes I had done in the past for so ill, it was kind of, you know, stuff just to catch your eye. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you know, <clears throat> we want to do these teeth or we want to do this. And I mean, yeah, usable, but realistically, you know, it's more for the fun aspect. Yep. Or, you know, I wouldn't, you know, want to set with them in like the nationals or, or something sure. like that. Um, but now I think we are, I think back then it was like, okay, let's get everyone's attention. Because yep. we're doing all these crazy things. Light it's almost a marketing and, decision. Yeah, yeah. And now we're turning it down a bit and making it still eye-catching, but at the same time, like, completely usable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think people are slowly starting to recognize that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that... It's not all crazy. Yeah, you know, I've definitely heard in the past of, you know, I listen a ton. I'm mm-hmm. an observer for sure. So, yeah. so I listen to conversations that are going on all around me. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people talk about you know, almost taking themselves too seriously and climbing mm-hmm. too seriously. Like these, you know, these holds are just, they're just pointless, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. just silly. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm kind of like, yeah, but that kid over there mm-hmm. who it's his first time in the climbing gym wants to climb on these teeth, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like he thinks it's cool. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a reason to have that stuff. And yeah. I think it's interesting that you, you say it was more like a marketing decision. Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's just catch yeah. everybody's eye, mm-hmm. you know? I yeah. think that's cool. Did did you do that with videos initially? You know, was that was that part of it? Like, let's let's make some crazy videos that are different just to catch people's eye? Or did you just want to do something um, different? I mean, just wanted to do something different. And I, and I know that it's not, you know, for the masses necessarily. And right. some of my concepts aren't really, you know, taken, you know, it's more the people who you know, are the random weird climbers like, oh, I really like that video because it was different, you know? And mm-hmm. and I feel like nowadays there's less and less of that. Like when I started climbing, it was like climbers were 
the people that were on the fringe all the time. Right, right. You know, now mm-hmm. you get more and more random people who are climbing and they're just, you know, your average person who happens to climb. You know, they're not a diehard dirtbag or anything like right, that. Right, right. Um, so I, I feel like I definitely have this niche of who is more interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's fine. I mean, I like that because those are the people that I feel like I can relate to. Sure. Also. Yeah, I bet. Do you... Do you get any kind of pushback or do you ever hear any pushback from like the the more take themselves serious crowd? Uh, sometimes. I, I mean, sometimes people are like, oh, he's just looking for attention or something like right, that. But right. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, I have yeah. your attention. Like, I just want you to, to think about something differently and, and not watch the exact same climbing video over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while there, I didn't even watch climbing videos because I was just so over it you know they're so bad yeah i've been the same way with Mm hip-hop for a lot of years you know i I pick and choose what i listen to really Mm -hmm. carefully but most of it's so bad and so boring that Mm -hmm. i just don't pay attention to it yeah you know yeah especially when i'm trying to create something i can't watch other videos Mm -hmm. you know i feel like i'll i'll play into their Mm -hmm. little box if i do Yeah, I was curious if you got pushback because I remember the first time we had any contact was a long time ago and you were you had come to Boone and it was kind of at the time when the internet was mm-hmm. first getting started with climbers, yeah. you know, the first message boards were happening mm-hmm. and I I may be remembering this incorrectly but I think you sent some long-standing project in Boone or something mm-hmm. and you at the time you were like black nail polish and Mm -hmm. you might have been wearing contacts you know Mm -hmm. white contacts or something at the time i don't remember but the boone locals who were yeah you know it was definitely kind of a take yourself serious crowd and Mm -hmm. they didn't want anyone to know about their projects Mm -hmm. and there was a bunch of pushback when you just came in sent a project and Mm -hmm. left town you Mm -hmm. know and a bunch of people were talking a bunch of shit on the internet mm-hmm. and, and i at the time was really vocal on the internet i just i don't know why i was uh-huh. i would sit in my basement and yeah <laughs> just rant on the fucking internet but but i remember thinking you guys are all just upset that this guy looks differently mm-hmm. and and climbs harder than you do mm-hmm. like there's a million people going to be like that out there yeah you know so i opened my mouth and you sent me a message after I went on this, you know, arguing with all these guys and you were like, hey, thanks for standing up for me. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to say. And it was kind of at the time when you were just bursting onto the scene, yeah. you know. So I was curious if any of that persisted or not. No, I mean, not really. And, you know, stuff like that. I'm not one who obsesses over yeah. message boards at sure. all. Like. Yep. You know, these mountain project stuff. Like, yeah, I've learned my lesson too. I don't, yeah, it's it all just anymore. like, oh, did you hear people are, are freaking out on mountain project about this? And I'm like, no, because I don't read it because <laughs> exactly. it's a waste of my time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just let that stuff kind of roll off my back and focus on the more positive stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it always, like, I'm like, people really get all worked up about that? Like, yeah. really? And then that's when you feed back into it, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And Yep, big vicious cycle. Yeah, I'm like, you can say what you want to say. Like, I don't I don't need to argue with you about it. Like, Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you don't 
hear much of that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I would expect not because I think it's you've put enough amazing content out there that mm-hmm. I don't think there's even an argument anymore. Yeah, you know, I I think that people were nervous about it initially mm-hmm. when climbing was this protected thing yeah. that they were they thought was this sacred thing mm-hmm. that no one else could do but them. You know, but. I so still, I'm glad. I still get that. What's on that guy's head? <laughs> like, <laughs> I still get those comments from time to time. Uh, yeah, but from random people, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hilarious. Um, something I'm really interested in is, you know, you've, you've used this hashtag still yielding mm-hmm. or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And you're out in Waco, this place that a lot of people could call tapped out. You know, mm-hmm. they would think there's not much left. But you're still putting up these super high quality lines mm-hmm. all over the place. What what allows you to see these things that other people don't? Um, because some of them aren't. You know, it's not like only the V15. Yeah, left, yeah. You know, or the sketchiest landings. Or, right, or right. Whatever. Um, for one, it's definitely accessibility. Like being a guide, you know, is awesome. Um, I can explore and. You know, having climbed here for so long, you know, still I haven't I haven't done all the established lines. Obviously, like there's sure. just yeah endless. Um, <clears throat> but I think because Waco Tanks is so amazing that most people come here to repeat those classic lines. And I've been here enough that I've done a lot of them that I can, and the ones that I haven't, I need to put in a lot more work than I'm ready to right now. So. You know, I've chosen this other path, mm-hmm. and there's tons of climbs out there. And you know, people either aren't going looking for them, or you know, when they do go on tour, they're going to the, you know, the zone, the maze, or wherever. So right. yeah, they can look around and see what's around there, but they're not going and like getting out to like the random stuff. And, gotcha. Um, so yeah, there's there's tons. I mean, especially if you want to hike around and yeah. You know, maybe there's not like 30 problems in in the zone, but, you know, you'll find a couple and, uh, yeah, it's like endless. I mean, I haven't even seen everything, you know, it's like I've seen like a corner of West really. Yeah. And in in your conversation with John on Chalk Talk, you, you mentioned that you'll come across lines and see them and it's a feature you've looked at before and just Mm -hmm. never recognized it as a rock climb, Mm -hmm. you know? How do you think that happens? What do you think yeah, enables you to see a those things? A lot of things? times it seems like some of those things just appear out of the blue. Yeah. And it's like, how has that been there forever? Um, sometimes it's light. Like sometimes we'll be walking and, you know, the light will be cutting into a cave, a yeah. certain angle, and it'll like present that, oh, there's a huge roof in there. Stuff like that um, all the time or just a different angle. You're looking at it, perspective. Um I was out yesterday over by Star Power, and I looked up into the zone that I had been to, and I remember being up in there and looking around. There really wasn't much, but I looked up again, and I saw that there on the backside of this one boulder that I probably didn't get to, there was a really nice-looking streaked wall. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I got to hike back up there now. Because <laughs> like, yep, yep. from down here, it looks awesome. Um, and it feels like it could be endless here. Yeah. Like you just... Every, yeah. Everywhere you go, you can look around and see another feature you want to go check out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And also, like, the people who've explored Waco in the past, you know, like, 
in the 90s or whatever, like the level of climbing was, you know, at a certain point. So now people are stronger and, you know, we can do more. And so instantly there's more available and it's all that same good Waco rock. Yeah. And the climbing is different too. I was talking to John Sherman the other day mm -hmm. and he said something really interesting that I had never considered that he went and looked at the rhino the other day, mm -hmm. which is a compression problem. Mm -hmm you know, right near diaphanous sea, yeah. right in that little yeah. cavern. And he said back when he was exploring around and looking for problems, he never would have recognized that yeah. as a rock climb. Mm -hmm. Because looking for holds, not Yeah, features, because compression so. just wasn't a thing. It wasn't mm -hmm. feature climbing wasn't really yeah. a thing. And I wonder sometimes if the, you know, what we do indoors with these big features mm -hmm. doesn't transfer over to the way we mm -hmm. see rock outside, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that it, while we don't do a ton of the parkour style world yeah. cup sort of climbing mm -hmm. outside, there is some, but not a ton of it. I do think it's interesting that we've gone more in this big features mm -hmm. look like interesting features to climb. Now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And a lot of times, yeah, you walk up and there are no holds you right, know, it's right. Like, yeah, totally. You're just squeezing your way through it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that totally makes sense. With, yeah. With what John's saying. Um. But yeah, the whole like the run and jump thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on now? <laughs> like, well, uh, I mean, every comp has a running jump now. It's like a yep. little too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's definitely popular. I mean, that stuff exists. It's just really hard to find, and it's really hard to, like, find a scenario that that exists in reality. You know, sure. a lot of times you can be like, okay, let's do this because it's fun. It's kind of an eliminate type thing. But, yep. like, to actually find, like, a swooping ramp that you can run up that ends in a Waco or something like that, like, those things right. are, are really hard to find. Um, and I'm sure they're out there, and I'm sure the more people are climbing like that, we will find stuff. Yep. And I just saw Matt Wilder's video the mm -hmm. other day of his, you know, Waco warp yeah. wall mm -hmm. that was pretty much exactly that. It looked mm -hmm. like a American Ninja Warrior warp yeah. wall to mm -hmm. a jug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks super interesting. But I have to bring up the trampoline now. So oh, yeah. <laughs> talk to me about that. How did that come uh, about? Well, that came about like I've known about the problem for a while and it did kind of come about for like a video concept. You know, I was like, oh, I would love to shoot that and to make it fun, you know, I was thinking before, I was like, oh, yeah, you, you know, go into some ghetto uh, El Paso thrift shop and yeah. you like walk out with this uh, trampoline um, <laughs> because, you know, it could be done a, a many, many ways. Like yeah. you could have your friends toss you up there or right. you could stack, stack pads. A bunch or, of pads. You, yeah, yep. you could find something to get you up there. But that was just more, you know, okay, let's have fun with it. And yeah, yeah it's kind of super random and uh -huh. i told nathaniel about the idea he was like oh yeah definitely let's do that like <laughs> and i was like okay like easy we'll, we'll go do that was it at all poking fun at the you know no American no Ninja not at stuff? all not at all and I, I would love to poke fun at that if i could yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but no it wasn't it was just a means you know it was how can we get there this is how we can get there it's kind of funny yeah um Maybe if I was poking fun at that, I would, you know, I would have ran in from the other room and had a bandana on or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was more of just necessity. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's awesome because it's, it, it speaks to that. We all draw our own personal 
line where our limits are, mm-hmm. you know? You hear people all the time like, oh, you can't you can't stack two pads to start this boulder problem. You have to do it off one pad, you mm-hmm. know, or the sit start is easier and then it doesn't count, mm-hmm. you know? So there's all these yeah. odd rules that that I just shake my head at, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'll, I'll just do it however I want to do yeah. it. And, I mean, that's what matters And in that's the end. that, you know? Mm-hmm. But so when I saw the trampoline, I was like, this is amazing mm-hmm. because some people are going to be like, oh, that, you know, that can't count as a rock climb. Mm-hmm. That's not real mm-hmm. if you use the trampoline. Yeah. But then they would gladly just stack pads and grab the hole. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it, I think it speaks to that. And mm-hmm. I, and I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it was fun. People remember that. And like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Does any of what you do outside carry over into your gym designs? Like the things, the features you see outside? For sure. Yeah. I mean, yes, just in the fact that I'm, you know, always looking for interesting shapes outside. But at the same time, I really look at a lot of like architectural stuff and just like patterns or, you know, Mm -hmm like these spirals and stuff like that. And I really like that kind of flowing design. Um, A lot of gym designs are more purposeful where they're like, okay, we want to have this angle, this angle, this angle. Right. And then what goes on between those angles, we really don't care. Right. Just big filler walls to fill in there. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to do something that, you know, more flows throughout the whole design and Mm -hmm. makes sense and um, is also useful, practical, you know, uh, you can put more than like one hold on a panel or something. Yeah. It's, yep. Yeah. Not all these little panels mm-hmm. that constantly change angles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm having tons of fun with it. Like I love any kind of design and, um, did you have a background in that? Um, in actual like design, in any sort of design, anything design that like that? Uh, no, but you know, I went to college for all the arts, like photography, yeah. sculpture, painting, um everything like that so i have a base but as far as technical you know computer programs and stuff like that i Mm kind of just taught myself um and it was definitely a slow process because there aren't a lot of tutorials for abstract design it's more oh here's how to do a sketchup coffee table or how to build a room that's square right right. um so that was hard and i think between the first gym, which is Golden Earth Tracks, and the second one, Crystal City, like I went from you know doing probably like seventy five percent of it, and then having to get help from the Waltopia designers to the Crystal City. It was like ninety nine point nine percent all my design. I just handed it to them, and it was done. Um, and it was just a matter of understanding the program. You yeah. Know? And how do you approach that? Do you do you kind of learn its technical aspects? Do you go through the coffee table tutorials yeah, first? to some extent, and learn how to tweak them. And a lot of times, you know, with a lot of programs, you know, there's more than one way to get to a certain situation. You know, it's what is the easiest. Um, same with video editing or whatever. Um, I did have some help from Jason Thomas, who's Eldo designer, and mm-hmm. he kind of helped me through, um, you know, learning certain techniques and you know i'd meet with him and he's like well, well what do you want to do like what are you trying to do and i'm like i'm not trying to do anything i want to understand everything so right, i can do right. what i want to do you know and i think with computer programs and stuff like that it just 
you know, there's a lot of hidden, hidden things that sure. you can learn. So yeah, once I was able to, to learn how to manipulate it, then now you can do anything you want, basically. Right. And I think climbing's a lot like that. And I, I kind of mm-hmm. see that in your climbing too, because, you know, what you become a, you know, to, to use the word loosely, but you master mm-hmm. the, yeah. the technical side of rock climbing mm-hmm. and you, and you test yourself by repeating, mm-hmm. you know, recognized climbs yeah. that are already established. And once you've mastered that and understand mm-hmm. it and can, can start to it makes it easier to think outside the box at that point definitely you know Uh, and i think that's true with all the arts Mm -hmm. you know and i definitely view climbing as one of the arts true true and strength is is you know your palate or you know what you can do and my my thing is always you know like oh they're like oh this guy's so strong or so and so so strong i'm like everyone's strong what mm-hmm. can you do with your strength? Yeah, totally. You know, everyone is strong. Like it's okay. What are you doing with it? You know, mm-hmm. you're you're not doing anything that's benefiting climbing as a whole. You're you know, you're just going out and doing some random stuff. It's like, okay, I've seen that for years. Yeah. It's not yep. impressive. But you know, the guy that's going out there and using his strength to to show us something new. That's what's cool to me. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be. You know, it doesn't have to be as far outside of the box mm-hmm. as, as you approach yeah. things. But I think that, you know, there are all sorts of ways to to be a little different or to tell a story. I think mm-hmm. I think storytelling is yeah. really, really important. Mm-hmm. And and without storytelling it just becomes, you know, almost a pointless activity. Yeah. Just and like I, watch me look at what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I hear people all the time like like climbing is is pointless we're not helping mm-hmm. the world we're not changing the world you know mm-hmm. i'm like well we kind of are if, if we're mm-hmm. telling our story and other people are relating to it yeah then you know little bits at a time mm-hmm. we are making a difference yeah and i and think that's super important giving someone you know something that they're like oh, i didn't even realize that people do that or that's possible or right you know like Right, or someone's been and, looking for a for an outlet for themselves, yeah. and they see your video, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, this, yeah, you know, this guy's doing do this. it different, and I yeah. want to do something different too." Yeah, and it's peaceful. We're not hurting anyone. We're, you know, I think expanding our own minds Other than and ourselves. our bodies. We're hurting yeah. ourselves. But. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, "Why, why you do that to yourself?" Like, <laughs> Because I don't want to sit on the couch and just yeah. become a potato. Yeah. Yeah. And you just said strength is part of your palate. And that's that's something I want to talk to you about for sure is that, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you said in your podcast with John that getting becoming a better climber opens up more doors. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you approach becoming a better climber? Um, by climbing more, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not really one to train at all. Yep. Like... I have trained in the past. I definitely like put my time in training. Um, and, you know, certain times I've trained more, like when I had my knee surgeries, like I did a lot of finger training and stuff like that. Um, but nowadays it's like I'm fueled by my passion and my passion is the line mm-hmm. and the beauty of the line. And so I find something that is so beautiful that I want to do anything I can do, including mutate my body to get up yeah. the rock. Yeah. So that's that's the goal the end goal is you know okay i see this i know i can do it it has to be done like what can i do to get there um and i haven't necessarily like you know trained 
for specific problems. Yeah, maybe I need more endurance or whatever like that. But I find that, you know, just going to the problem repeatedly and, you know, getting a workout on the problem or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, I'm pulling at the last move. You know, I need to do the last part like seven times today and then take a rest day, go do some other stuff and come back. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm, I'm fueled more by, by that nowadays than being like, okay, I want to climb hard. I want to flash V10s. I want to do this. You know, I don't think about that as much Sure. as I'm more goal oriented as, oh, I see this line. I fell in love with it and now, now I need to do it. Yeah. When you have that goal, do you, do you change things in the rest of your life to, to reach that goal? Like, are you... Not, resting more than you normally would or? uh i mean sure yeah you'll like you know restructure your you know you're climbing around it yeah mm-hmm. um but not in the way that oh you know i, I need to be on a diet to send this or right right right, to, right, uh, right right yeah it doesn't have to be that extreme yeah, for sure but no definitely um I like donuts way too much yeah. to ever, ever do that. <laughs> yeah, or find that, you know, you're working something and a lot of times, you know, you can work something too much and you can start to mm-hmm. to digress and, um, you know, t- having a rest day where you just go out and do a bunch of fun moderates, I think, you know, just loosens up your body and, yeah, I mean, I mean, climbing in general, it's about listening to your body and even over you know so many years yeah you you can't really learn what is the final answer all the time because one your body's always changing um but yeah just listening to your body and understanding you know what you need and that could be the point where oh i'm gonna send or i'm gonna injure myself yeah you know when you when you climb on your home wall in here are you Mm -hmm. is it are you trying to, you know, do you have home wall projects? Are you trying harder things? What's your process look like in um, here? It's, it's mostly a creative process, like mm-hmm. most of my climbing. But, uh, yeah, because the whole, the whole wall is covered in holds and there's a lot of options. We just go in there and we make up something new every single time. And sure, I have some, like, oh, I've tried this before. Like, let's try and do it, you know, yeah. kind of projects. But... I don't have any projects where I'm like, this is my home wall project. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of just come in and come out, and I, a lot of times I forget about them. And, sure. You know, yeah. Uh, and that's great because you know, it it's this canvas. You walk in there, you're like, what can we do today? Some days you're not so creative, and it's not as fun. And other days you just have a blast in, in there. You know, like. Yep. Um, and that's interesting too, and it's you know, hard to be psyched every single day. It's hard to be creative no every doubt. single day. <laughs> yeah. So impossible. Like yeah. That. So <laughs> when you do have those days, you're like, oh, wow, I'm making up great problems today. This is like super fun. And What do you do on those days when you don't feel creative? Do you just cut it off? What What's your day uh, look like? No, I mean, some t- some, sometimes, yeah, for sure. Yesterday we went climbing and uh, we went on West and went to like the devil's butthole and star power. And we were just feeling kind of tired and hot. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, I don't care. Like, you yeah. know, we don't, we don't have to push it, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not really in a project mindset right now after I just was gone for a week in Japan. Uh, I kind of feel like I stepped out of the realm, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, I'm back. I got to get recyced again. Uh, but yeah, I think 
you know, don't be too hard on yourself. If you're not yeah. feeling it, you're not feeling it. And another day you will feel it. Yeah. I have a question. You seem like such a laid back guy all the time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's definitely an intensity to you that, mm-hmm. that I think a lot of, uh, that a lot of really creative people bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and in your videos, when you're climbing, you, the shots of you climbing, there's so much intensity. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, do you bring that to your projects? Is that more for the video? What's that? Um, I mean, it's almost yeah. this, like, it's it's not anger. I won't call yeah. it anger, but it's in, well, it's, it's an intensity. Yeah, it's directed anger, you know? Sure, um, yeah, okay. A lot of times I'll climb with people, certain friends, I won't mention any names, and, you know, they, <laughs> they fall off their project and they get mad on the ground. Right. You know, they hit the ground and they're screaming, and I'm like, why didn't you just do that up there right. when you were still on the wall? You, you know, project that into the, the yeah. climbing. Use um, all that energy. Yeah, the climb. I think that's. I mean, that's what I like to do. I like to, you know, know when to turn it on, know when to relax, um, and know when to get aggressive. And for me, I have to try hard to succeed. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not like the best climber in the world like things are hard and if i don't try my hardest i'm not gonna do it you right know? right um yeah so i think that just knowing when to turn it on and you know the end goal for me is to succeed and i, I have to get into that mindset sometimes to succeed yeah um but yeah i i like to you know be pretty low-key and pretty calm like i'm a pretty you know, unaffected guy. Like mm-hmm. I don't let things stress me out. I, if something is bad, like, okay, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, at a certain point, like in the wobbler in the video, like yeah. <laughs> it was hot. I've been working this way too long and yeah, just, yeah. You get pushed to a certain point. Yeah. I think I thought I found it really interesting that you step on in these videos and it's like this pure, fierceness mm-hmm. just you know explodes yeah and it was really cool to see and i i hear it you know annalisa tells me all the time and and every actually everybody i know mm-hmm. brings it up at mm-hmm. some point that i'm a pretty quiet mm-hmm. laid back yeah you know same as you pretty unaffected by things and but then once i have a microphone in my hand i can flip the switch and mm-hmm. turn it on and and do whatever the hell i want to do yeah. at that point yeah you know and there's a lot more intensity mm-hmm. and vibrance when I mm-hmm. have a microphone in my hand. So, yeah. so I thought it was interesting to see that happen on mm-hmm. the climb. And I like that you you take that emotion that a lot of people let out on the ground afterward mm-hmm. and put it up yeah. on the climb. And a lot of times, like, it's hard to get to that point that you allow yourself mm-hmm. to try that hard. Yeah. And a lot of times I feel that, like, it's strange because, you know, you're strongest when you first arrive and you're ready to send, but I'll have to fail so much yeah. to push me to that mental point where I'm like, okay, it's it's done. Like, I got to just, you know, suck it up and do it. And the fact is, I'm way too tired to do it. Sure. And I should have, you know, turned it on like an hour ago, but I had to get pushed to that point of failure and that, to that point of like, okay, you're not going to do this now now i have to turn it on you know i have no other option and you know that's the key it'd be cool to tap into that early on 
but sometimes I don't hit that point until the very end of the day, the last try. I'm so exhausted, and yeah. that's it. You know, it turns you into something else. It's it's kind of interesting. Have you tried to figure out how to turn it on earlier? Yeah, like bite a piece of wood or something while I'm climbing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And sometimes, sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. Yeah. And uh, I've even had moments. You know, I I love that point in the problem where you lose it mm -hmm. everything is yep. gone you, you you're just zone. in the zone i love that like yep. that's the perfect climbing mentality because yep. you're not thinking anymore you're just reacting um and sometimes you can't get get there like i've been on i've been sending my projects before and been so much in my head that it was just driving me crazy. You know, yeah. I was like sticking the next move and I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to do this. I'm like, Oh no. Like, is this really happening? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I'm like what if my foot slips like too much in your head? And yeah. it's not until, you know, your foot slips or something and you have to try extra hard that, you know, you yell and that all that yeah. just releases that and triggers that state. That and then, yeah, for. you're back into that, like just going for it mindset. And yeah, I mean, that's, I guess the whole, goal is to be able to flip that switch and and go for it you know yeah yeah we were, command. <laughs> we were just talking last night and i had realized years ago that i do have a trigger to be able to flip that mm -hmm. switch to turn on that other person when i have a microphone in my hand mm -hmm. and for me and this obviously most likely wouldn't work for climbing but for me if I put on a hat I would never wear mm -hmm. or an outfit I wouldn't normally mm -hmm. wear, I can become that other person yeah. really quickly, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, and I said it last night and Annalisa was like, I've noticed that you wear hats, mm -hmm. at, you know, you wear ball caps at every mm -hmm. big event. And I'm like, yeah, I, I never wear <laughs> nice. them otherwise, mm -hmm. especially like flat build hats, mm -hmm. you know, I just, it's not me. Mm -hmm. But if I put that on yeah. while I have a microphone in my hand, I can be someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, so I wonder how much putting the video camera on you and knowing that you're going to create something else out mm -hmm. of it uh, can allow you to turn that switch on. Yeah, Because a bit, I see it in a, a lot bit. of your videos. Or having people yeah. around because, you know, sometimes you're climbing by yourself and it's it's harder to turn it on because there's not yeah. people being like, oh, come on, come on. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's definitely connected because here's one thing every time I'm trying my project and it's super strange. It's like I'm connected with the video is that, you know, I walk over there and I push record on the camera. Yep. As soon as I push that button, I know I can't back away. Yeah. You know, it's not like when I'm at the base of the climb and I pull on the climb, it starts. As soon as I press that button, I'm like, shit, I just, you know, engage the situation. Like, yep. I have to get on and do it now. I can't back out. Like, it's super weird. I start to get nervous. I'm like, push record. And I walk over there. I'm like, I'm going to be on the wall in like 15 seconds. And I just have to do it, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, it, it's strange. Um, and that might be your telephone booth. Yeah, you know? that a might little be bit. Superman changes into. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't like it. I'm always like. Yeah. Because I'm I'm getting nervous before the fact of the, that it's even starting yep. because I know that's the real start you know like you can't turn back now. Um, yeah, I think that's super interesting. Yeah, and I, I try not to have any you know like too much projection of success sure, or sure, anything sure, sure. like that. And here we are talking about it, so now it's gonna taint, yeah. taint the whole thing. No, well, <laughs> some of my friends are like, "Oh, how do you feel today? You think you're gonna sand? You know, you're yeah. psyched." I'm like. 
well, I guess I'll know when I'm standing on top, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I don't ever go and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't want to get too hyped up and like, yep. just remain calm and like, yeah, ex- those expectations execute. can be a killer. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are definitely times when I've been like, I'm going to send, you know, it. yeah, you like, know, you're going to, it's going to happen today, mm-hmm. but more often than not, it's more about, okay, I just need to, you know, this might be possible. Mm-hmm. I need to try really hard to make it possible. Mm-hmm. And, and then it happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What's what's next? Where are you taking the, the creative force that is Jason um, Kale from here? Uh, definitely tons of Waco projects that it's yeah. just a matter of time and weather and skin. Yeah. Um, and we'll get the videos eventually because you're on your new social media yeah. blackout times. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm trying to share more with the world this year. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to have. Yeah. Too much is just too much. But uh, yeah, I'm doing tons of new holds. Like I have lists of things that I need to do for So Ill. Um, some new volumes. Um, Are you sh- do you shape for other people as well? Or is it mostly I'm not, So Ill or I'm Crypto not Child? currently just because I have so much to do yeah. that... Um, I would like to at some point, but yeah, I just have like list of things yeah. that I need to get on. And you guys seem like a good marriage. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know? They kind of let me do what I want. They trust that, you know, I have a good idea. And yeah. I mean, we bounce stuff off each other for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great. Um, and more gym design stuff. Um, working, just finished up another Earth Tracks that's in Columbia, Maryland, which was the original. Yep. They're redoing it, the whole the whole thing. Um, and I'm doing a gym in Truckee, California. Cool. Which is going to be awesome. It's high altitude fitness. They have a, a gym in Tahoe, Incline Village right now. Nice. Uh, that's like any day now. Um, but yeah, trying to, try to do more gym stuff. Yeah. I'm glad that you've taken all these creative things you know that you're interested in and rolled them into this this lifestyle career that you've yeah. got. Yeah. I mean, know? I'm glad that I can be a climber in all these different aspects of yeah. climbing because you know when I became a climber it was like all I want to do is climb. I want to be yeah. like the epitome of what a climber is, yeah. you know, and it's, and back then there wasn't that yeah, these obvious paths to yeah. making a living that way. For sure, yeah. and it's not like you're letting yourself down but you know to get a real job or a climbing yeah. unrelated job you know I, I wouldn't be as psyched for yeah. sure you know and it's cool that there are all these ways to still be a climber yeah. and do other things yeah well I appreciate that you're out there doing it and keeps thanks. me stoked to see somebody rolling it all into one like that yeah so. thanks yeah thanks for having me over man I appreciate yeah, it definitely. yeah definitely Big thanks to Jason for having me over to his house and sitting down, taking time out. Um, He's obviously a busy guy. I mean, he's shaping holds, designing gyms, constantly putting up first ascents, and I don't know how he fits it all in, frankly. Um, And if you haven't seen his most recent Waco video that I believe was put out by Friction Labs, I've got it posted up on the page on our site uh, for this podcast so you should definitely go check that out Um, you know still yielding that's his hashtag and he just keeps finding new things in Waco a place that boulders have been calling climbed out for a long long time so 
The guy's got more creative energy than he knows what to do with, and he puts it to really, really good use. And uh, you should go to CryptoChild.com and learn more about Jason. Like I said, if you're not hip to his videos, go check those out. Definitely puts a lot of his creative energy into those, and I, for one, really, really appreciate that he that he does that and that he's throughout all these years he's kept you know true to himself and he's kept his integrity and and he's been able to build this this pretty cool pretty important i think brand uh in this in this world of climbing so so again big thanks to jason cryptochild.com go check him out um you guys don't forget to go leave a review we need 12 more and if i get those 12 i've got a whole bunch of really really badass women on the podcast coming up um and i'll just drop those like crazy because i've got a bunch of them and i really want to to share these things with you guys so 12 more reviews go do it um, I told you guys we got some events coming up. So just a couple of weeks, Thursday, July 13th, I will be here at the International Climbers Festival at the Lander Bake Shop from 3 to 6 p.m. And I'll be hosting a conversation with Steve Bechtel, Neely Quinn, Eric Hurst, and Arno Ilgner. So you guys should, if you're in the area, please come over. Um, I would love to see you. Come say hi. And uh, we'll be taking questions, of course. We're going to be all on a panel, so come and see us, talking all about training. Uh, also, Nate and I will be in Milwaukee at Adventure Rock for the Midwest Training for Climbing Conference, the first annual. And you guys should go to the website and sign up right now so you can get $100 off the early bird special until July 15th, I believe. Um, so go sign up there, MidwestTCC.com. And uh, Nate and I are going to be releasing our new uh, body tension drills. Uh, we've been talking about rooting. That's where you're going to learn it first. So please, please come out and um, work with us. We'll be doing a bunch of workshops. And if you want to support the podcast, you want more episodes... The We Scream Like Eagles podcast is now live. You can find out more at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast. Hope to see you guys over there. I hope to see you at the Facebooks. I hope to see you at the Instagrams and the Pinterests. Um, I'm not going to see you at the Twitters because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time, this time, this time, this time, this time. This time, this time, this time, this time.